welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Well, I'm going to start right off the bat tonight and tell you that the title of my message is called Conquering Change. Everybody say change. change. No. That is said with the amount of affection that we actually have for change. All right? So you've got to get, get yourself worked up here this, the, tonight. Everybody say change. change. Better. I know we don't like it. No, I don't, haven't found anyone, no sadistic, uh, pain-loving, uh, hurt-me kind of person who says, oh, change, bring it on. I mean, unless it's a new wardrobe, new pair of shoes, new makeup, most of us don't enjoy change, right? But the thing is, you've often heard the saying, it says that the one constant thing in life is change. It's the one thing we can rely on. It's the one thing that's dependable, the one thing that is always going to be there, and it's called change. That being the case, I really think we need to get effective at conquering change. See, change isn't actually an enemy. It feels like an enemy. It feels like it's against us. It feels like it's sometimes literally going to kill us. But it isn't. See, the reason for change is that change facilitates growth. You cannot have growth if you do not have change. Let's look in terms of technology. I think it's amazing that we have had more change in the last 50 years than we've had in the last 100 years. So all the changes that we're aware of, most of them have taken in the last 50 rather than the last Hundred, But it's a good thing because you think about it, without change in certain things, if I had to face an operation today, I might be a little bit nervous that my anaesthetic is nothing more than a piece of wood to chew on and half a bottle of brandy or whatever was around. So I'm kind of glad for change. And what we've seen is that change has facilitated growth. So let's take those medical advancements and the changes that we see in medicine. It's meant growth. Our population is bigger and larger than it's been. Why? Because actually, you know what? We're keeping people alive longer. Changes in the medical history has meant we can live longer. Changes in in medicine means that some people actually have a chance to live. You think of some of those amazing things they can do in operations in the womb and things that in the past they just never would have survived, but they're surviving now. Why? Because of change that has taken place. Change facilitates growth. The dictionary says that change, by simple definition, is to pass from one phase into another. And like I said, the purpose of change is to facilitate growth. Now, there may be some of you in this room, in fact, most of you, and if you haven't experienced this yet, Don't panic, it is coming, there's no way of avoiding it. But you may remember a little thing called puberty. Things sprouted, things dropped. I'm talking about boys' voices, what are you thinking? Like, come on. Puberty, what is puberty all about? It's changing from one phase, childhood, to another phase, adulthood. Or what about those of us who've had the privilege of having children? Pregnancy. Why does the body change, grow, stretch, drop, whatever it would be? 
to facilitate growth of another, all right? I mean, it would be ludicrous of me to think that there is anybody sitting in this room that still fits into their baby clothes. Not one of us, unless you're still under three months and you fit, no, not even they fit into their baby clothes. They don't fit into their baby clothes. Why? Because there's been change. Because there's been change, they've had growth and they don't fit in to baby clothes. But unfortunately, the thing with change is often it brings uncertainty. We don't like it because it's like, I'm so used to how it goes. I like it this way. I'm comfortable with how things are. I don't want to change. You're going to mess up the equilibrium. It means I'm going to have to uh, look at things differently. I'm going to have to make some adjustment. I don't like it. It can bring uncertainty. It can sometimes bring pain and it can sometimes bring discomfort. Is there anybody in the room who remembers, as a child, growing pains? Waking up in the middle of the night, unexplained, pains in the legs, crying out for mum, mum giving you Panadol. Why? Growing pains. It's changes coming in the body. My legs have to grow into the rest of my body. Growing pains, physique changes, whatever it is, sometimes change can bring uncertainty, pain and discomfort. But hands up here tonight if you would like to see growth. No? You're happy with where you are? Am I, I mean, come on, who wants to see growth? Who wants to see a change from one phase to another? Whether that be in your leadership, whether that be in your husbanding or your wifing, in your parent, parent, in your parenting, in your academic skills, in your gifts and talents that you've got. We want to see change. We want to see growth coming through and saying, you know what? I want to move from this phase to this phase. I want to do, have some development in that. Well, the thing is, we cannot have growth without change. See, so change is actually our friend. You may remember we have been in this building almost two years. Almost two years, end of... July, August, end of July, August, we moved into this building. There has been some change. When we came here, uh, we used to have a chair set up in our old building. We came in here, the the setup, what we were used to in terms of putting chairs out, facilitating that, it didn't work anymore. All our songs that you see come up now on the screen behind us, the screen changed. So we had to go change all the format of the songs, all the PowerPoints, the slides, the things we knew in our old building when we moved in here, change had to happen because it grew. In terms of we received the offering, we'd had communion this morning, the systems, the things that we were used to had to change. Why? Because growth had taken place. We have new ministries, You know what? The way we parked cars up at 308 Nelson Road is different to how we park them here. We've actually got room here. We can park them here. Change has had to take place. Now, sometimes you think, well, why bother? Well, we bother. Why? Because of growth. Change, remember, is to facilitate growth. We uh, went away to South Africa, Tony and I, a couple of weeks ago, came back just shared a few things and Tony has been speaking about the power of partnership 
and as much as we gave out what he felt he had received. And one of the things, if you ask me what I felt God said to me was this. He said, Kath, get ready for change. And I don't know about you, but I hate hearing that. It's like, ah, because when I hear change, I hear uncertainty. I hear pain. I hear discomfort. I hear, ah, ah, ah. I do, I don't know. And I, don't, I know I'm not the only one. I was just talking this week, um, just happened to be in, involved in a conversation and a guy uh, was telling us about this change had taken place uh, in a workplace that he knew, and I was just third party, I wasn't even in, but he just went, you know what, he goes, you know how we all love change, and I thought, isn't it clear, see, it's not just me, it's all of us, and so I really felt God say, you know what, prepare for change, now I, because, not because he wants to see us uncomfortable, I think he does move a few things so that he wants to get us off our high knees and into doing things, but the main purpose of change is growth, and yes, we've been growing, but I'm believing this is nothing, God wants to do something with us and for us in our corporateness in this building and as we've spoken in the past, just about sites and things like that. And when we went to South Africa, we were in a church where they have like 13 services. And so like I said, we were blessed in, and they were blessed, but just that whole concept of, wow, I think God's preparing us for something here. God's preparing us. He wants us to get ready because change is coming. So if change is coming and change is constant, then I think we need to get comfortable with change. And so I just want to share quickly just some keys on how we can conquer change. So I did say it before, but the title of my message, if you're taking notes, is Conquering Change. All righty. First key to conquering change, is we have to identify what it is that's changed. I know I've said this example plenty of times, but it still rings true. When you go to a doctor with a symptom, you walk in, you sit down in his surgery, what does he do? He doesn't just get his script out and write for you, get his notes. The first thing he does is he starts to ask questions because he wants to diagnose what it is is your problem. And we're talking about, you know what, change is coming. And most of us live in that thing of, I don't know, I'm not in control anymore. Something's going on. Things aren't right. And we never sit down and take the time to go, what is it that's changed? The first key in conquering change is we have to identify what it is that's changed. I mentioned, Tony and I have been in South Africa a couple of weeks ago. We came back. That first week we came back, I don't know, I was, I just found myself slower than normal. I found myself, uh, what's a nice word for grumpy? (laughs) There isn't one. Grumpier than normal, Uh, lack of patience, lack of energy, lack of focus. I mean, people were talking, it's like your lips are moving, but I just do not know what you are saying. And I just thought, you know what? Something's going on here. And then finally, this revelation of actually, you know what? I feel changed because I don't feel normal right now. This is not how I normally operate. Some of you may beg to differ, but I know I don't normally operate that way. So you've got to sit there and go, okay, what is it? And then finally I had this revelation. It's called jet lag. I'm like, okay, I've identified what it is. I'm actually jet lagged. You know what? Mummy's crabby today because she's just jet lagged. Mummy's a little bit slow. I don't know if I'm Arthur, Martha or Fred because I'm just a little bit 
jet lag. If we're talking about conquering change, we need to identify what it is that's changed. See, identifying what has changed doesn't excuse you. It just gives you answers. So it was no excuse for me to be crabby, a little bit slow, a little bit this, a little bit that. But at least it answered why. I'm like, okay, the I get it. I'm jet lagged. See, some of you ladies here suffer a thing called PMT. It's not permission to be a monster today, okay? That's what some of us interpret it as. I have permission to be a monster today. No, PMT is simply what? A symptom of change. Body's going from one phase to another for this month. Not an excuse. So if you're nasty, if you are a monster today, you don't have permission. It's just a, for you to sit down and go, I know what this is. I'm crabby and I'm this and I'm that. Because why? Oh, change is taking place. We're talking about how do we conquer change. We need to identify what it is that's changed. The problem is many of us don't actually take the time to stop and think and assess and look at what's changed. I had to have this, I had to have the time out where I just went, you know what? Something's not right. I could keep doing the ostrich theology where you stick your head in the sand and go, I'm not grumpy. I'm not slow. I do not not understand you. I'm normal. Or I could have lifted my head out of the sand and went, you know what? I am suffering from some of these things. There must be a reason. I've got to take time and identify what it is. And I just want to let you know, it doesn't just happen. It requires us to take the time out and say, you know what? I need to look, I need to ask myself the question, what is going on? And then I recognize, ah, something's changed. All right? The reasons we don't stop and assess is because we're one, too busy, or two, we're afraid of the answers we'll get. Because we're afraid of, actually, you know what? That might mean I have to change. And we all know how much we like that. So the first key in conquering change is you need to identify what it is that's changed. Second key, so now we know what it is. We've got to break it down into specifics. So it's no good just saying, you know what, I'm jet lagged, that's it. It's like break it down into specifics because when you break it down, it's actually easier to address. I realized I'm jet lagged. What does that mean? It means my body clock is in a different time zone. My body clock is actually seven hours behind what it should be. So when I'm supposed to be going to bed tonight, my body clock is saying, no, it's 3 p.m. That's the busiest time of your day because you're running around, you're picking up kids. You're then taking them to all their out-of-school activities. Then you're making dinner. Then you're getting them bath and dress. You're overseeing their homework. You're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. We're talking about breaking it down. That's what's going on in my body. So I've gone, okay, lights go on. I'm in a different time zone. I'm breaking it down. What is it about? It's all right to go, well, I'm just jet lagged, so suck it up, everyone, until I decide that it's going to be okay. It's like, no, break it down. This is what's happening. Okay, breaking it down. So you might be here tonight and something's changed in your world. You need to break it down. Maybe you're here tonight and you know what? You've just started university. It's like, whoa, what's going on? I've gone from everybody's told me what to do for most of my schooling life. I know when my lessons are. I know what homework has to be done. I know it's got to be done by this. Where you've gone into university where there's a lot more freedom. They're treating you like adults and you spend the time partying and, oh, I don't have to do homework and I'm doing this and then, ah, assignment's due and I'm freaking out. 
We're talking about change has come into your world. You need to break it down. So, okay, I know what it is. I've broken it down. It's, I'm so used to being told, I haven't realized that I actually need to make some adjustments and factor that in to my schedule. Maybe you're married. What change has come place? You know, I'm so used to just being myself. Now I've got this person with me and we're supposed to make it work. Like, I, only have, I don't have enough hours in the day for me. How am I going to have hours for us? Or baby, or whatever the change may be. As simple as, you know what, empty nest syndrome. Maybe everybody's left home. You're like, okay, now what do I do? Breaking it down, I'm feeling this way because you know what? I've now got all this time and I don't know what to do with it. Breaking it down into specifics is how we conquer change. Thirdly, okay, I know what's changed. I've broken it down. Thirdly, you need to devise a plan of attack. I've identified what's changed. I've broken it down. Okay, now I need to do something different. I need to make change. You know the definition of insanity? It's to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And yet we do it constantly. We know the saying. We know how it goes. We're like, yeah, I can quote that. But it's like, you know, how many times do you find yourself in that position of like, I want to see change, but I've changed nothing. We need to devise a plan of attack. Again, there's a dark gray wall around the auditorium. If we decided for our next women's conference, we're going to paint the place pink because pink's a girl color. If I went to the storeroom and... Lo and behold, miracle, miracles actually found something in the story. But if I went in there, found the paint that we used to paint the auditorium, got my significant woman team and said, okay, working bee girls, we're going to paint the, not the town, but the auditorium pink. We're going to get it ready for our conference. And we set it, we bought the drop sheets and we set the paint up and we got the rollers and we got the boys to show us the technique and what we have to do. We can paint till we are blue in the face But the wall color will not change. Why? Because I'm using the same paint. Just because I went and got it from the storeroom, just because they used it before, doesn't mean change will come. For us to paint the walls pink, what do I need to do? I need to get pink paint. I know you're going, oh, simple. Yeah, simple when you see it like that. But how many times do we, I'm painting, but I'm trying. It's like, dude, nothing's changed. I'm not going to embarrass my kids, but you know, when you're trying to work with some of them on different issues and saying, we've had this discussion before, we're doing it again. It's like, dude, nothing's changed. We've had, I've said to you, how about doing this? How about doing that? But you know what? We find ourselves in the same point every morning before going to school. I don't care if you're naked, get in the car because I'm leaving. Oh, but I've tried, like nothing's changed. There is nothing about your routine. There is nothing about what you're, the way you're doing it that is helping you. You haven't changed. Without change, there will be no change. Devising a plan of attack. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. When we break it down into small, bite-sized, attainable pieces, it actually isn't that overwhelming. It's like, here's this big change, but I've identified what it is. I know, okay, you know what? Here it is. Here's the specifics of it. Here's my plan of attack. Small bite size. So for me, jet lag, 
I just make sure the week we come back, it's a quieter week. You know what? I just got to allow myself time because I know from experience, I'm not operating on all four cylinders. I'm lucky if I'm operating on half. And so we make adjustments. Then what do I do? You know what? I just, if I'm lying awake at 3 a.m. in the morning, it's like, okay, you know what? Get up, get out of bed, do something else. A plan of attack. I've got, instead of laying there, because how many of us have done it? You're awake at three o'clock in the morning or whatever time it is. It's like, okay, go to, I've got to sleep. It's night time. I must be asleep. I've got to sleep. I've got to sleep. 3.15. Got to sleep. Got to sleep. 3.30, 4 o'clock. You know what? Insanity. Just to keep laying there going, sleep, sleep, sleep. So get up. Read a book. I don't know what works for you. Have hot milk, hot water. Do something. Because you may as well, right? Because it's not working just lying there. So devise a plan of attack. Nana naps during the day. So, okay, you know what? I'm going to have it this week. I'm going to schedule time in where I can grab 10, 15 minutes just to try and catch up. I'm trying to get my body clock back to where it should be. We're talking about small, bite-sized, attainable pieces. If you're a new mum, you know, change is coming to this baby brings change. It's like, whoa, I didn't know that that was possible. And so, again, you don't know what's going on. When baby has a sleep, you know what? You have a sleep. Talking about little things, making a plan, just what, what is it? Baby has a sleep, I'm going to have a sleep. Or if some things are on top of you, baby, if, if sleep's not the thing, they're sleeping well, when they sleep, I'm going to do this. Devise a plan of attack. New job. Remember we're talking about changes, maybe you've started a new job. It's like, you know, there's, there's more responsibility than you had last time and you've been freaking out about it. So it's like, well, you know what? My, my, my plan of attack is I'm going to resource myself. This is what I've been asked to do. I'll be online. I'll do some things. I'll do some courses. I'll get some study guides, some helps, whatever it takes. New job, more hours. Maybe, hey, here's a novel thought. Go to bed earlier. Just whatever. We're talking about devise a plan of attack because you're just not, changes come and I'm just not coping. We're talking about devising a plan of attack. Fourthly, enlist help. I can skip through this because again, Moggy last week did a great Analogy talking about that, Tony's messages, download them. The power of partnership. Don't do it alone. We've been created for relationship. Proverbs 27, 6 says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Find someone you can confide in. Hey, change is going on. I'm not coping. Uh, My marriage, Mr. Right, actually, he's always right and it's driving me insane. My baby, I'm just not, I don't know what's going on. I'm so used to being in control. I'm not so in control. Enlist help. That's the whole purpose of the power of partnership. You're not here to do it alone. The answer for you is in this room. Enlist help. Number five, relax. Again, Moggy said, be chilled and know. You know, it's freeing to know you cannot control everything. If you're a new mum, like I said before, you can't control where the baby sleeps or doesn't sleep. You just can't, you can't control everything. If puberty, it's coming. You can't control it. You can't avoid it. You can't run from it. It's coming. It's just, you know what? Relax. Everybody, we all seem to have survived it. You'll survive it too. New friendships. You're moving school, starting a new job. You're looking for new friends. You can't control the fact. I mean, you can do things that make people like you, yes. But you can't control the fact whether people like you. If you're doing some dumb things, then yes, make some adjustments. But what I'm, you know, the overall sense of you can't make anyone like you. Relax. Do you know what? Just chill out and relax. 
be chilled and know. Elizabeth Elliot writes in her book, Love Has a Price Tag, a person, if they are very generous, may allow that their friend lives up to perhaps 80% of their expectations. There's always the other 20% that they would like to change and they may chip away at it during the lifetime of their friendship without reducing it by very much. They may, on the other hand, simply decide to enjoy the 80% and both of them will be happy. We just got to learn to roll with the punches. I remember, and I think I've shared this story before, but I know there's some people here for the first time. Many years ago, I went whitewater rafting. I went to America with a girlfriend and we wanted to go whitewater rafting. And she was really concerned because she was from an insurance background, so she read the actual travel insurance policy. So I was like, well, what'd you do that for? So she's like, she's panicking because she goes, you know what, Kath, if we have an accident, they won't actually cover us. We've signed that on the thing. So I'm like, do you not have an accident whitewater rafting? Like they, they wouldn't let you do it if it was dangerous, Okay. <laughs> So we go with this group. There's um, eight of us traveling around America together. So our group all do it as one. So our tour guide, now this should have been a hint. The tour guide comes up. He's going to take his whitewater off. He's got band-aids all over his face. <laughs> so clueless 20-year-old. Cool. So he starts to give us the rules. So we're standing there in our bathers and our wet uh, life jackets on and our paddles. And he says, right, rule number one. If you fall out of the boat, whatever you do, don't stand up. Just go with the waves, it'll push you to the side and you'll be fine. If you stand up, your legs get stuck in the rocks, they break from the force of the water, you drown. Okay, cool. Rule number two, if you fall out of the boat, whatever you do, don't stand up. If you stand up, your legs get caught in the rocks, they break from the force of the water, you drown. Okay. Rule number three, cool. If for some reason you fall out of the boat... Whatever you do, don't stand up. So by this stage, I'm starting to get something. So I'm like, excuse me? He says, yes. Can you actually fall out of the boat? (laughs) Really? This is actually dangerous. But the point being, we've got to learn to roll with the punches. If you fall out of the boat, don't stand up. Relax. Just go with the flow. Change is coming. Don't stand up. Your legs will break. You'll drown. Roll with the punches. Relax. Change will not kill you. Change is to facilitate growth. We can conquer change. Number six, be flexible. Oh, no, one more point about if you relax, it makes life and you more enjoyable and tolerable. That's what I've learned. If I relax, I actually am more enjoyable and people tell me more tolerable. All right. Number six, flexible. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. Some things take a while. You may not see results immediately. The first thing you try might not work, but you've got to keep at it. Look for another answer. So like I said, with my jet lag story, I've got several tricks up my sleeve. If I realize getting back into the slow of things, my body hasn't quite caught up to the time zone I'm in, certain strategies And then trying different things. So sometimes it's that, you know what? We flew all night. I'm staying up the whole time because by the time I get to bed, it should kick my body in. It works. Sometimes that doesn't work. So then you assess the situation and go, you know what? I'm going to actually take a nap, 20 minutes, set the alarm just to kind of trick my body, to break into it. We're being flexible here because just because it worked last trip doesn't necessarily mean it will work this trip. So nana naps. Uh, working and like just all those things, being flexible, going, okay, changing your diet. 
okay, you know what? Eating carbs or whatever late at night is, is keeping me up when I'm trying to be asleep. I'll make some changes. TV. Again, we're talking about just being flexible. I've got all these little things I can try to make sure I'm trying to get my body clock in. We're saying relax. Changes come. You're trying something. I've broken it down. I've got my plan of attack. Oh my Lord, what do I do now? It didn't work. Relax. Try something else. Okay, that didn't work, but what about this? All right, we're talking about conquering change. Be flexible. And then finally, look at the benefits. Always remember the benefit of change. What's the benefit of change? Growth. We want to see growth. Not one of us, even if we didn't put our hand up because we're too cool or too embarrassed to go, yeah, I want to see growth. All of us want to see growth. None of us want to stay where we are. Look for the benefit of change. It's growth. Look to the benefits. If it's the baby, the child, the life you get to shape, at the end of this, I don't know what I'm doing here because, you know, my world's been rocked and turned upside down. The husband, the partner, the wife of being married. It's like, oh, I'm not coping because I'm so used to just me and now uh, the two of us. Look to the benefits. Actually, you know what? I've got someone to do life with. We can overcome whatever it is we're struggling with in this phase of change, but we can overcome. The partner that comes with the marriage, the satisfaction that comes with the job. Oh, I'm not coping. Change has come in. My job's changed. The boss has changed. This has changed. The process changed. Look, the satisfaction. Look for the benefits. The people that come with the change. We talk about making change in church. When you start talking about change, people go, look for the benefits, the people that come with the change that we make. For me, the privilege of being able to travel the world and tell people about the love of Jesus far outweighs any jet lag. I can live with the fact that I feel like I have cotton wool between my ears for that week after I come back. I can live with the fact that, hey, I'm just a little bit slow. I'm not quite sure what's going on. I can live with the fact I'm awake for three hours in the middle of the night when everyone else around me is sleeping. I can look for the benefit, the benefit, the privilege of ministry. Look for the good no matter how small or insignificant because remember, for growth, there has to be change. Change is not the enemy, so don't overreact when it comes. It can be unsettling, it can bring with it uncertainty, and it can also be painful. But we cannot, let me say it again, we cannot have growth individually and corporately unless we have change. Can our musos please come? Change is necessity for growth. And we want to see growth in our lives as individuals and in our lives corporately. And I leave you with, in the words of Joyce Meyer, she says, face your fear and do it anyway. In the words of Kath Rainbow, conquer change for the benefit of others because growth is on the other side of change. Amen. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.